It is Thursday, December 21st. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. Thursday Night Football kicks off week 16 of the NFL. And the system rides again. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Big night in college hoops, including two wins for the system. Bowl season resumes tonight with the Boca Raton Bowl. And week 16 of the NFL gets underway. What is the Vegas lead, Scott? Let's start in the NFL, where we are joined by the only two-time winner of the Super Contest and current top five in the Circa Millions, Mr. Steve Fezzik. Good morning, Fez. Scotty Too Hottie and AJer the Bookie Slayer. Oh, How are you, boys? Boy, that I like his nickname better. AJer, huh? All right, <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> we're doing well, Fez. We're doing well. Thanks for getting up with us this morning. And obviously, you know, you're you're riding high. You're hot dogging and showboating and uh, living it up as you are a top five in the Circa Millions contest. Do you feel what? What's the goal? This, I mean, obviously five and zero would be ideal. Where are you going to feel good? Is three and two good? Is four and one good? Where are you good? Three and two is no good at all. I'm tied for fourth in a four way tie. If I keep rolling three and twos, I'm probably going to finish in like a multiple tie for fourth, fifth, or sixth. That's no good. We gotta gotta move upward, and it's like the Poseidon adventure. We gotta be moving upwards, Mm -hmm. you know, or the ship's going to sink on me. And so, absolutely gunning for a four and one. I know it's late. We can make it if we run. Three games out, I ha- and I don't own the tie breaks. But you know what? There's 15 games to be played. Um, stranger things have happened. Has there ever been a Thursday game where you liked it so much and you felt it had to be on my card that you submitted early? Never. Okay. And, and here's why. Even if it was a 60% play, mm-hmm. okay, so let's assume quarterback was out. It like, or what about like like last week? We were all on the Raiders, right? We mm-hmm. knew that this was going to be a quit spot for the Chargers. It was not convincing enough that you were saying, "I want that on my contest card." I can submit early. Line was three and a half, so I'm not going to lay three and a half on my contest. Mm-hmm. I just like go balls to the wall and bet like a zillion minus three. Yeah, yeah. there's no reason to yep, dock yeah, off yeah. my contest with minus three and a half. With um, so that now a better question would be, well, what if it had been two and a half? Yeah, and which it was on the Westgate, and now you can say, ooh, now I do have that sixty percent play, and maybe you can make a case for that being under consideration. But then, like, there's so many games. Like, we don't know if Lawrence is playing for Jacksonville. Don't we want to wait and have that perfect information or better information later in the week? Absolutely. Well, the reason why I bring up the Thursday night is because we have another game tonight where it's not like we have similar feelings to like we had last week because neither of these teams are quitting. They're both in the playoff hunt. But when we look at both of these teams, the Saints and the Rams, I feel like one of them is a pretender and the other one is a borderline contender. And that's where I think there's the discrepancy lies between these teams, and the spread is Rams minus four. 
But I think the Rams are going to blow them out. Uh, I, I just can't see the Saints competing here in this game, Fez. You know, it's interesting. You guys tape early every morning, and I'm feeling a little bit like Kevin Hart here. You know that commercial with Ryan Fitzpatrick when Fitzpatrick is, like, listing all these teams? It's magic. And, and you're listing these teams. You're like, the Rams. And I'm like, well, the LA Rams. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but you're, you're right. The direction is that the Rams have gone from, are they going to get, you know, season win number are they going to get over six and a half to no, they're going to make the playoffs and uh, you know, they're trending upwards. Whereas the saints stink. I don't care that they could win the division. I mean, last back-to-back weeks, blowout wins under 300 yards of offense, just doing it with smoke and mirrors. Uh, the Rams are the real deal. Saints are contenders. Why are is pretenders. This, why is this line stayed stagnant? Like why, why haven't we seen really, I mean, this open four it's, Four now, like why haven't we seen any movement in this line all week? Give me a power rating. New Orleans Saints are seven and seven. Give me a numeric number. How good are the Saints? If zero is an average team in the NFL, I think the Saints are like a minus one. That's what I would say. Fine. What would the Rams be? Zero. I think the Rams are a top ten team. So I would say I'd say the Rams are plus two. All right. So if the Rams are plus two, I'll use your numbers because who cares about my numbers are close enough. Plus two and minus one. Three on, three on a neutral. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Three on a neutral. Uh, Rams at most off the three. One for home yep. field. Well, I agree. Boom. We, we were on four. So then you feel like the number is uh, is about right then? Well, the number, that's our starting point. The starting point, This is and pulling back the curtain, this is how professionals bet sports. They have a power rating on each team, and they take the number on a neutral, they adjust for home field, and they say this line should, should be Rams minus 3.75 just based upon power ratings. Now, what are the intangibles? Any Thursday game, we're going to look towards the home team mm. on a short week to have the advantage, especially in Sky. You've got some dynamite numbers here about how Dennis Allen struggles in these Thursday games, right? Well, yeah, on short rest, Dennis Allen's pathetic on short rest. And that's kind of the reason why, as we built our same game parlay last night, which you can listen to on RJ Bell's Dream Preview podcast feed, we didn't just take the Saints, uh, excuse me, the Rams. On the four points. Now spread. I'm a complete idiot when it comes to this podcast stuff. So how exactly do I do I do I get to that? Well, if I want to listen to it, you search R.J. Bell's Dream Preview, which if you're and subscribed, subscribe, to straight out of Vegas. shows up. Okay. You should be subscribed to both feeds. And we recorded our same game parlay pod last night, and we didn't just take the Rams on the minus four. We decided to take the Rams on an alternate line. Let's give a listen. So Scott, let's take this up to. I want the Rams by double digits. What what do we have to to uh, to pay for, or what will we get back? I suppose if the Rams win by double digits. Yeah. So Rams on the alternate line at minus nine and a half is plus one ninety two. Okay. Here's my other thought: the Saints are terrible against the run, uh-huh. and what have we seen recently on this good run for the Rams? Basically, since Kyron Williams came off IR, Kyron Williams is having his way. So if I say Rams are going to win by double digits, we think they're going to be running the ball a lot too, right? Logical. Kyron Williams over 89 and a half rushing yards. What does that get us to? Those two things, Rams minus nine and a half, Kyron Williams over 89 and a half. Plus 290. I like it. That's our base. I think that's a good base. That's the base. And that's just, base camp. Yeah. And just for reference, ever since Kyron Williams came back off the uh, IR, he has 143 rushing yards. 88 against Cleveland, which I don't oh, think you mean the best defense in yeah, the league. I don't league? think anyone's going to oh, blame okay. you for not going off against Cleveland, but still 88, 114 against Baltimore, 152 last week against Washington. Okay. 
Now, we want to we want to add something. We want to juice it up a little bit. That's going to be one unit, by the way. That Just the base, plus 290. Plus 290. Rams Kyron. minus 9.5. Kyron Williams over 89.5. Mm-hmm. We've got two boosters for you. The first one, we're looking at Alvin Kamara over receptions. And, Scott, when you went through his game log, so his, his number for receptions is set at 4.5. Yep. When you go through his game log – Tell me how many receptions Kamara had in their losses. Okay, in the loss to Detroit, six catches on eight targets. In the loss to Atlanta, four catches on five targets. In the loss to Minnesota, seven catches on seven targets. In the loss to Jacksonville, 12 catches on 14 targets. In the loss to Houston, seven catches for eight targets on eight targets. And in the loss to Tampa, 13 catches on 14 targets. There's a lot of numbers higher than four that you're four and a half. That only you just in said. only one game in which Kamara played that the Saints lost, did he have under four and a half? Is when he had four. Okay, so I think we add that over four and a half receptions. Kamara is blowing off the roof here over four and a half on all these losses. Quote from the diehard. Uh, you mean movie. you mean the uh, the Bruce Willis movie? The Bruce Willis, as Fez movie. calls it, blow the roof. <laughs> what's but Kamara's up there. <laughs> Blow the roof. <laughs> yeah. So what's that uh, that Camara prop take us to? So it takes us now to a recalculated same game parlay of plus seven fifty. All right. I feel like it was plus eight hundred when we started this pod. It was. And Son then, of a bitch. And also the Kyron Williams went up to ninety and a half. There's bugs. Oh no. Okay. Sorry guys. Feel good was, at ninety uh, and a half. Well, I was sitting here putting the bet in on my phone. So we do I have a guest in studio. I think I might have changed the odds. We do know. have a guest in studio. I'm, I'm. He's on his phone. I'm almost certain he's screwing us right now. You got now. a link to right to, to the. Uh, <laughs> he's well, we know, he's we got know, a VPN in his backpack. We know Texas has no legal gambling, but you know what? It's a quick. Uh, text over to the Arizona. That's it. That's it. Or drive to okay. the dam. <laughs> so we're at plus seven fifty on we're those. At plus seven fifty. Yep. Now we said, what do we do for the week in the Hamptons, as they like to call it? I don't want to go to the Hamptons in the winter. Do uh, I? No, you want to go to Waikiki. That's where Fez wants to go. I prefer the rest of the island. Oh, really? Even after the situation in Maui, I'm going to wait another year. I want to be. Yeah, you want to, I mean, yeah, I think that's the right thing to do. But Scott is not a respectful person. Uh, so let's do, let's do, a, a, how about a, a weekend in the Bahamas, a long weekend in the Bahamas? Ooh. Does that work for you? At Bahar Mar? Yes, of yes. course. <laughs> of co- where else would I stay? What's wrong with you? Well, there's the other place that no one stays Paradise. at that place. That's what, for what? Atlantis. The, Atl- the, yeah, Atlantis yeah. was the place, and then they opened up Bahar Mar. Atlantis is now for plebes. For, for, I think Atlantis is a homeless shelter. For, for those people that are Diamond members at Caesar's Palace, or better, you get a free vacation to the Bahamas, and if you can finagle a written offer from them, which you should be able to do, and you present it to Bahar Mar, Bahar Mar will match the comp. Oh my! Now that you don't. You know where? You know what other podcasts you're getting that information? N- nowhere. No other podcast on earth. All so if you're listening in Paradise Island, <laughs> okay, better make sure you got your seven. So here's how we're going to go big. We're going to go from Rams minus nine and a half to Rams minus sixteen and a half. They're going to kill them. So now the Rams win by seventeen instead of ten. We still go Kyron Williams over ninety and a half yards. We still do Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara receptions over four and a half. What does that get us to, Scott? Plus 1,300. Blow the roof. So I looked at these two teams in their last five games, and for the Rams, that takes you back to the bye week. 
in their last five games, the Rams are four and one. Their one loss was in overtime at Baltimore. I feel like that's a that's an acceptable uh, loss. You, know, you feel you you take the Ravens in Baltimore to overtime. Take their best punch, lose on the punt return. Yeah, you you they played a great game in there. The last five for the Saints, they're two and three. Their two wins came against the Panthers and the Giants. Came against Bryce Young and Tommy DeVito. If they played teams with a pulse, I don't know if the Saints aren't 0-5. Like, yeah. the Saints feel nothing. Like, remember at the beginning of the season when we were talking about the Saints defense and how the Saints defense is going to keep them in games? Saints defense isn't good, like, they had especially like against the run. straight unders yeah. because their defense was playing well. That's- uh, I really like our alternate line here on the, uh, on the Rams here. Dennis Allen coaching. I mentioned how bad he is on short rest. One and eight straight up, two and seven against the spread in night games. One and seven straight up, one five and two hmm. ATS. So all signs point to the Rams winning and covering this game. And when we do have Fezzik in studios, sometimes we like to uh, talk a little things Vegas, get a little Fezzik focus in there. Fez, what are we talking about this week? What, what's the uh, what's the focus on? I want to talk about hotel lodging in Las Vegas specifically, and how it's completely different from things like car buying. Um, in terms of where you stay. Okay. And where I'm getting at, if, if, if you ask me my advice on buying cars, uh, my wife would disagree, but I would, I would t- encourage you to buy like a, you know, a nice car, but not a luxury car. I think the bang for the buck of going up to the, you know, the BMW or the Mercedes, when, when you look at the maintenance and everything else, it's just not worth it versus having just like a Nissan Maxima or something right. like that. Okay. Um, but when it comes to hotels, I'm a huge proponent. And, and when it comes to cars, I would not get a crummy car, a value car. But I'm a huge proponent when it comes to hotels. You either get a value hotel, you stay at the Palace Station, you stay at um, Circus Circus. Well, Circus Circus is a dump. Okay, so I would not stay where where we at, at a dump that possibly has bed bugs. Not okay. that I'm saying Circus right. Circus does, but um, Sunset Station. Sunset Station is an excellent spot, easy in and out access. Stations, all the stations would be excellent, um, and the, with with food, um, quality food deals and the like. Um, where I would not stay is the three and a half to four star places, the New York, New Yorks, the MGM Grands, and the like. Lots of traffic, hassle to get in and out, wait in line. Uh, restaurants are no better, in my opinion, than eating at like a local station and the like. However, if you want to go to the very highest end, I just spent um, a takeaway weekend and, and shout out to my, my buddy Bill Crackman that assisted me with this um, at the Win slash Encore. And I tell you what, the very highest end. It is um, it is just spectacular with the hotels that the you know the time that we had walking around the Encore and the wind going to the Mizumas the Wing Lee restaurants um, if um, if you ever want to like experience like five star on a three star budget there is if you walk into the Tower Suites in the wind just ask someone where the Tower Suites are there's a little breakfast place called Tableau that overlooks the pool you can eat outside and it's open to everybody. You know, you don't have to be a VIP, and it is like they have the best pancakes, the best ambiance, but it looks like it's a, um, a only available to the VIP people, which is Tower Suites. That is the case, but that Tableau restaurant is open to everyone. Not that the Terrace Point uh, Cafe isn't great at the win overlooking the pool, but Tableau would be like a best bet. But um, all those restaurants doing the uh, the parasol down that little area, just have a uh, cocktail down there. 
boy, I, I tell you what, I, I can't imagine a hotel that's nicer than the Are you Wynn excited Encore. for Fountain Blue? I have not been there, so I am holding my my breath about how it may be. Um, I got to tell you, I was disappointed with Resorts World. A lot of people raved about it, and I found it to be the classic three and a half to four star, massively overpriced. I'm a little concerned that um, people are paying $68 to get a coffee and three waters over there. See, I think I disagree with you because I like the uh, – I, now, I, when you looped this in, when you said New York, New York, or MGM Grand, I feel like there's, those are two separate classes. To and me, MGM's like, nicer? Yeah. Like, to me, mm-hmm. New York, New York, and, like, Luxor and Excalibur, that's one group. And then, like, MGM and Mandalay are in a different – yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because I think MG, Mandalay and MGM, they can rate them as four stars. But I got to tell you, I don't feel any difference when I'm walking through the casinos or I'm trying to check in and like then they're massive lines and the like. And, and every time I've tried to stay at a place like that, I'm like, what the F am I doing? I should just mm. be staying at a, I, I'd rather stay at the M or the South Point, frankly. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I love I always like when before I lived here, I always preferred to stay at the MGM. Because, first of all, like, if you don't want to, in the summertime, if you don't want to leave the hotel because it's so damn hot, you don't have to. And, like, they've got the Morimoto restaurant, which is, like, super high-end. They've got good, like, trash pizza at night. They've got a little bit of everything. And I don't know. It's not like, I don't feel like I'm a high roller when I'm at the MGM. But I don't feel like I'm slumming. And that's, that, I think that's what I am. You know I think I- you're a high roller. So, for you, the MGM is, like, slumming. I'm a parking garage slob. I need a good parking garage, and Steve Wynn understands parking garages. <laughs> so his former properties, the Mirage and the Treasure Island, mm-hmm. have much higher marks because you better bring your walk and shoes of your self-parking in the MGM to the point where it's more efficient to park at the goddamn Oyo or the Tropicana and walk over, even with luggage, than parking in the MGM Grand. The Aladdin um, has the Planet Hollywood is the same problem that you're like literally parking in a time zone away from getting to your you, you know the check-in area. So um, high marks to if you are going to stay at a mid-tier place. Well, I, I love the Mirage because and the Treasure Island because you can walk to the wind and the Venetian Palazzo have ex, exceptional. But rooms. the Treasure Island, their escalator's broken. Yeah, oh, <laughs> for like the past. They're out. Like two fix months. your escalator. Hey, Come escalators on. don't break; they just become stairs. But this is why I am. <laughs> that's a Mitch Hedberg joke. This is why I, I'm. I am a local casino guy. I love my local spots. I, I I visit all the station spots. I go to the South Point. I go to the M. I play bingo. I get my free drinks at the bar. Uh, free parking all the time. The restaurants are great. When you're, you're you're if you have a player's card, you get incredible deals. I go to the Silverton. Local another, casinos another good are spot. the best. Yeah, I local do like spots are the best. I like Green Valley Ranch quite a bit. Like it it feels like it toes the line from being uppity. But it's not. It's certainly not crummy. It's like unlike a, Durango. I went to the brand new Durango talk last to week, us. and it is way too upscale for like a local station's. Casino. Well, and for where it's at, for where it's at, yes. It's. I mean, it's. It's by the IKEA. And, and I gotta you tell can't. you, I, I gotta tell you something. And I'm not. This is. I'm just. It didn't have the local vibes for me. And, and the they beauty. do a good job of Instagramming their food, though. I, I mean, it made me want to go. Food try. court had long lines. It was, I couldn't get food. The, be- the beauty of but Green Valley new. Ranch and Red Rock Ranch uh, Station is that Green Valley has the, the like the two two blocks. The, you know, the villages there yep. behind it, and Red Rock has the stadium. You know, yep. by there and in downtown can, Summerlin. Downtown Summerlin. Yeah. So the one criticism when Red Rock was built out in Summerlin is they said, you know, they built a palace and a mansion would have been just fine. That it was just a little bit too grandiose 
pursuant to what you were saying, sounds like they mm-hmm. made the same mistake with Durango, well, not they understanding. Made, they made the mistake, actually, when they built Aliante. Mm. So not many people know Aliante used to be a stations casino. And if you have ever gone there, now Aliante is way north, way north. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's way north past like the heart of Las Vegas. They built it because they were turning that like area into like a, uh, what do they call those things? It's not a community. It's called, uh, I don't know the name of it, when they build the homes and it's like self-sustaining and it's all like the whole. Like a master development. Something like that. No, there's there's a specific name for it. Why don't you pick that up? And they were planning on building something there. I guess there were problems with the, you know, construction. There's still new developments and new homes there, but the rest of the area is not developed nearly enough to sustain this massive place. It is, it looks exactly like Red Rock, but it's in the middle of nowhere. And, and it's they supposed wound, to be like a golf golf course community, And they right? wound up selling it to uh, Boyd. So yeah, Boyd yeah, owns it now. Yeah, spot on. And by those, for those who haven't been to Vegas, so there's Interstate 15 runs right through the, the heart of, of the Strip in downtown, and then it splits off. So I-15 turns to the right and heads for Salt Lake City, all right? And I-95 turns left and heads for Reno. So you either go northeast or northwest on the highways, and Aliante's due north. Mm-hmm. So there's no good way to get there. And you're like, because if you take the highway, either way you're going to miss it by like four miles and you got to cut over. We're like, well, I'll just take surface roads up north. But that is fraught with danger, my friend. If you ever saw the Fellowship of the Ring when they tried to go through the mines of Moria <laughs> and the uh, challenges that uh, the uh, Gandalf and company faced going through, you will face similar challenges driving on Las Vegas Boulevard North through the north part of town where there's not even street names. They're like Street A, Street B, a, a master Street community? C, is that what they're Street called? D. Master plan. I assure yeah. you North Las Vegas is not a master community, yeah. and um, you're going to have to navigate some hazards in order to get to Aliante via that route. Cash a Gandalf reference at 25 to 1. Fez, always a pleasure. Thank you, my man. You shall not pass. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness, and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it, and it's so easy here. Give BetterHelp a try. If you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this, it's all online, it's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time. For no additional charge, find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped aboard as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1 because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. 
and so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. Back to bowl season, Scott. The RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Your boys in orange. Syracuse minus three against South Florida. Total of 56 and a half. I'm, I mean, certainly less travel for South Florida. Uh, Syracuse with a whole new coaching staff. I've got no idea what they're going to look like. Their quarterback's out. So... I, not that he's anything special, but it's certainly going to it's going to be a very different looking Syracuse team than we last saw. Yeah, but one person that they will have is LaQuint Allen, who is their leading rusher. And that's the important thing in this game, because that's what Syracuse is going to rely on in order to win this football game is running the football. And so as long as they have LaQuint Allen, I, I think that they're going to be just fine, even without Garrett Schrader at quarterback. The thing with UCF. USF, is that they have the third worst defense in the country. Yeah, they're bad. 455 yards per game. And you look at their schedule and see, oh, well, who did they beat to get the 6-6 six and six and be bowl eligible? Well, they've only the only team that they've beaten that is a winning team is Rice. That's it. Like, th- th- this is a team that, sure, they're excited to be in a bowl game, right? They're, they're jacked to be here. And Syracuse is kind of looking forward to next season and what's going to happen when Fran Brown takes over and when Kyle McCord becomes their new starting quarterback. But I just think the talent is better for Syracuse. I don't disagree, but again, if you look at Syracuse's schedule, they didn't play a they didn't beat a single team that's playing in a bowl. Mm-hmm. So it's very similar. Like neither of these teams have a really high quality win that they've racked up this season. So I'm a believer that. I like I like South Florida's offense. I think that they're stepping up a notch in class against a Syracuse defense that I think is solid. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to expect from Syracuse's offense. So even against a bad defense, I think that there's going to be some growing pains. Like you said, Syracuse is going to want to run, 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 which means the clock's going to run, run, run. I think I like the under in this game more than anything, under 56 and a half. That's pre- if I were making a bet on this game, which I'm not – but if I were, I think that's the only way I'd look. Yeah, and I guess you do have to worry about the dual threat ability of uh, of Brown for South Florida. Byron Brown is a he's a star player. Like he for that level, he mm-hmm. is very good. But again, what kind of defenses has he gone against? Uh, Syracuse, Syracuse wouldn't be in a bowl game if they had an average defense because their offense is pretty poor. But their defense was very good this season, and that, that's what got them to six and six, in my opinion. So uh, might not be the prettiest game. Tonight, but it'll uh, it's it's a college football game. Sure. NBA last night, the Cavs beat the Jazz one twenty four one sixteen. It was the Pacers over the Hornets one forty four to one thirteen. That sounds like two fifty seven. An over. That is an over. It was two forty five and a half. So Pacers go over once again. Heat beat the Magic 115-106. It was the Sixers over the Timberwolves 127-113. Joel Embiid 51 points 
and 12 boards. Knicks beat the Nets 121-102. Nuggets over the Raptors 113-104. Jokic with 31 points and 15 boards. Bulls beat the Lakers 124-108. LeBron in the loss, 25 points, 10 boards, 9 assists. AJ, since the Lakers won the in-season tournament championship against the Pacers, they have gone 1-4. and Well, I mean, they've already won their trophy. Their only win. What are they supposed to do? Keep getting the second trophy, too? Their only win was against the Spurs. They also lost to the Spurs. Give them a break. But it just feels like it's it's so typical Lakers (laughs) to, you know, ball out. Win a meaningless in-season tournament, meaningless, and proceed. You know, hang a banner, banner, and proceed to go one and four in your five games after the in-season tournament. That that's so Lakers. Yep. Hawks are one thirty-four, one twenty-seven winners over the Rockets. Clippers beat the Mavericks one twenty-one eleven. Don't look now, but the Clippers have won nine straight games. Remember when we were criticizing, you know, James Harden and the Clippers just not winning and and all that stuff? Yeah, nine straight wins. And the Celtics on the road beat the Kings 144-119. So a big number for the Celtics last night. Let's take a look at the schedule for tonight, AJ. The Jazz are at the Pistons. Utah, only one and a half point favorites. I'm saying, are you interested? I know you want to fade the uh, the Pistons at all costs. The Jazz 2-13 on the road. Will they go three and thirteen? One and a half. I mean, Scott, what do you I mean you have to do this? You gotta do it. I mean, the Pistons have lost twenty-four straight games. Twenty-four straight games. You gotta go against them. This is just a bad team. You have to go against them. Uh Pelicans are at the Cavs, Cleveland, one and a half point favorites. You have the Spurs at the Bulls, Chicago, four and a half point favorites. Pacers at the Grizzlies, Memphis minus four and a half, total of two forty seven and a half. You daring me? Give me the over. All right. We're going over. And you know what? Here's here's what you should do. John Morant balled out in his yes. first game, right, since since being activated from the suspension. You got a Pacers team that plays at a furious pace and doesn't play a lick of defense. I think you look at John Morant over points. It's at 28 and a half. Yeah. I think Ja goes over 20 I mean, and a half tonight. I think any overs tonight is, is probably a good look. Uh, you know what? I might put my perfect 1-0 NBA record on the line with that. It's a ballsy play. I'm thinking about it. Magic are at the Bucks. Milwaukee minus 7.5. Clippers put their nine-game winning streak on the line at OKC. Thunder are four-and-a-half-point favorites, AJ. Yeah. Uh, the Clippers on the second half of a back-to-back. Uh, this, this, is a tough, this is a tough spot. I mean, the Clippers aren't going to win forever. Uh, and the Thunder, very good. I, I I think I lean to the Thunder here. Okay. Lakers are at the Timberwolves. Minnesota is minus five and a half. And the Wizards at the Blazers. Portland, three and a half point favorites. We had six games in the college basketball top 25 last night. And boy, did we see some upsets. Start with Seton Hall, 75-60 winners in a blowout of number five, UConn. You know, I'm not going to say that you, you called this, but you kind of referenced this because you were talking about the game, I believe it was on Tuesday when Providence beat Marquette. And you were like, oh, you know, this is a dangerous spot, just like Marquette going on the road for their Big East opener. This is dangerous for UConn. But guess what else I called? You said... Villanova going to Creighton? Uh, Villanova can't win at Creighton? <laughs> Creighton laying just seven? 
Inza, I, I bet seven. It closed like nine and a half. I was feeling great. Creighton was up 14, I think, with seven minutes to go. Goes to overtime. And, of course, Villanova 68-66 winner in overtime. Gonzaga 100-76 win uh, against Jackson State. Arizona 87, Alabama 74. They get a win and a cover. And there were two games in the system. Number 10, Baylor against number 21, Duke. Duke ended up being favored by three. I saw some three and a halfs popping. Duke gets a 78-70 win over Baylor at Madison Square Garden. And North Carolina, uh, number 11, North Carolina, was favored over number seven, Oklahoma. They win and cover easily, 81-69 against OU. So the system this year, AJ, is now 6 and oh, are you going to start making money on the system now? I mean, it's too I late like now. It's too late. Start. Uh, but six and O oh is the system, and that is when a lower ranked team is favored over a higher ranked team. Last season, and this is not a fluke. Last season, it was thirty three and twenty three. The season before that, twenty six thirteen and two, and now it's at six and O. Oh. So it has been a profitable system for the past several years. Lower-ranked team favored over higher-ranked team. Four games on the slate tonight in the top 25, including one of the biggest rivalries in college basketball that sure doesn't feel like it right now. University of Kentucky, 13-and-a-half-point road favorites against the corpse of Louisville. Uh, Louisville, they're, let's say they're having some hard times. My uh, my 16-year-old would call them dog water. Mm. Uh, not a good season going on in Louisville. Purdue, a 30-and-a-half point favorite against Jacksonville. Tennessee, minus 22-and-a-half, hosting Tarleton State. And the University of Houston, a 27-and-a-half home favorite against Texas State. Just three games on the ice last night. The Grand Salami went under. If you played that, Islanders and Capitals went into overtime where the Capitals won 3-2. That game was a five-and-a-half total, and uh, it hits at five, so yeah, it went it under work. there. The Red Wings and the Jets, this was the only game to go over as the Jets beat the Red Wings 5-2, to two, and the Kraken, a 2-1 win over the Kings. Tonight, a much larger schedule on the ice. The Maple Leafs are at the Sabres. Toronto's minus 155. Golden Knights are at the Lightning. This is an even split, minus 110 both ways. You have the Blues at the Panthers. Florida's minus 225. Predators visit the Flyers. Philadelphia, minus 130 home favorite. Hurricanes are at the Penguins. Carolina's minus 125. Capitals on the second night of a back-to-back. They are at Columbus to face the Blue Jackets in Washington, minus 120. The Oilers will continue their New York, New Jersey trip. They are at the Devils. New Jersey is a slight Home favorite, minus 115. The Oilers losing to the Islanders the other night, 3-1. to one. They've lost three straight games now, only scoring two games in the last two games combined. This is a big-time matchup, though, with two of the preseason favorites to win the Stanley Cup in the Devils and the Oilers. The Canucks are at the Stars. Dallas is minus 135. Canadiens visit the Wild. Minnesota's minus 200. Senators did not get the fired head coach boost as they lost their last game. They are at the Avalanche. Colorado's minus 190. Flames visit the Ducks. Calgary is minus 140. And the Coyotes are at the Sharks. Arizona is minus 155. 
Want to make sure you guys take advantage of all the promos we have for you at pregame.com, like the bulk dollar promo that we're offering right now. Also, 20% coupons. It is Christmas weekend, so Santa 20 is going to give you 20%. Santa 20 saves you 20% off of anything at pregame.com, and that includes the 2024 all-access from your favorite pregame pro. When you purchase this, you get every pick for the entire calendar year of 2024 from your pro of choice. But if you buy now, you will get the remainder of this month included. So that is this whole weekend, the bowl games, the Christmas slate on you know Monday, and every game leading up to the start of 2024. So take advantage now for that 2024 all-access because you can get the next, uh, what, 10 days or so included in that purchase and you can take 20% off that purchase using the promo code SANTA20 for AJ Hoffman and Steve Fezzik. I'm Scott Zeidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.